What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark from LRMOnline.com, and we're bringing you guys a special edition podcast this week. Um, We're going to kind of put our TV shows on hold because we're going to do a complete recap of the Royal Rumble. Now, there's some uh, divisive feelings about the Rumble that we're going to be talking about. I mean, Mark is is basically in tears right now. Um, He's he's kind of upset that he wasted two and a half hours of his life watching the Rumble. Um, But I haven't stopped crying since last week. I haven't, you know, I, I have kind of different feelings about it. I'm more mixed on some of the, the matches I saw. And then we've got a special guest host with us today. Um, this is our WWE expert. He's been watching WWE back since it was the WWF. Don't get it confused with the World um, Wildlife Federation or Foundation, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> and WCW and so forth. And that is John Hunter. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, no. Thank you for coming on. So let's just get into it. Just overall reactions, and then we'll kind of do a um, match-by-match breakdown. So um, since you're the guest host and guests always go first, John, what did you think about the Royal Rumble uh, this past Sunday? Yeah, so actually I thought the show as a whole was was actually decent. Um, The Royal Rumble match itself was a bit uh, underwhelming, but I thought the whole pay-per-view – you know, uh, even from the the opening uh, the opening card, the matches that were on the on the pre-show were actually decent as well. You know, you had um, you know like some women's matches and things like that. But I, I you know I thought you know it was several hours of, of pretty solid entertainment um, that came crashing down with the with the entrance of the number thirty individual that we'll get to here you know m- momentarily, and that kind of put a um, a bit of a sour taste in my mouth when that individual came out. Ooh, okay, all right, I like that. All right, Mark. You stop crying for one minute now, okay? And let us know how you really okay. feel. All right, let us know how you really <laughs> felt about the the Royal Rumble. You know, I mean, I agree with Hunter, and um, there there were some uh, extremely good matches and well done matches. I just think it um, the Rumble itself left such a um, just a bad taste in my mouth, which uh, I don't know, just made me ha- kind of disappointed. Um, Overall, obviously, you had the, um, you know, the Cena match and AJ Styles, which was um, awesome. Um, and, you know, a lot of other good matches, but I just, I don't know. I, I just felt like there were so many missed opportunities. And my main complaint with the WWE right now is that the hype uh, doesn't match the product that they end Ooh. up giving. Um, I feel like there's always such awesome hype. And obviously, you know, I, I'm not saying that they have to deliver on all fronts. You know, I'm not saying that like it had to be Kurt Angle and Samojo and um, Kenny Omega. And it, it doesn't have to be all of that, but, or even any of those, but to have some sort of um, surprise for people, I think is, um, you know, kind of what people expect from the Royal rumble. And they, I just don't think they delivered. Um, like I said, at least when it comes to the, uh, to, to the rumble itself. Okay. So you, you're mainly like your, your big gripe with the pay-per-view was the rumble itself, because I mean, that's basically the highlight. So you don't think, right. You, know, and you kind of were, you were telling us beforehand that you're mentioning some of the, the more special, um, entrances that we've had previously. So because there really wasn't, um, a surprise, you know, entrance into this year's Rumble. That was your, your main gripe with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, the, the matches themselves were fine. You know, um, I, I really wasn't expecting a lot of title changes. Um, I don't think that's what the Rumble is really set up for. Right. Um, even though, obviously, with Cena and AJ Styles. But, um, you know, so I thought I thought those were, were fine and um, some of the matches were fine. But, yeah, just the, the Rumble itself, I mean, not even does it have to be a huge surprise that someone that's going to be a, a constant or a mainstay, but, like, you know, not even really a, an older star. I mean, I know there was Mark Henry, which is fine, right? But underwhelming for me personally. Um, so yeah, I think that's my main gripe. All right, well, let's go over the the list then, um, really quick of the uh, Rumble match in order. So you had Big Cass number one, Chris Jericho number two, Callisto number three, Mojo Raleigh number four, Jack Gallagher number five. Mark Henry is number six. Braun Strowman, number seven, which that was kind of a, a surprise for me that they put him in that early. Um, Seeming as like one of those big, burly guys and stuff. Um, Sami Zayn, number eight. Big Show, number nine. Um, Ty Dillinger, number 10. James Ellsworth, number 11. Dean Ambrose, number 12. Another kind of shocker. Um, Baron Corbin, uh, number 13. Kofi Kingston, number 14. You guys remember him way back when when he was too quick. Um, oh, yeah. The, the Miz, number 15. Sheamus, number 16. Big E, 17. Rusev, 18. Cesaro, 19. Xavier Woods, 20. Bray Wyatt, 21. Apollo Crews, 22. Randy Orton, 23. Dolph Ziggler, 24. Luke Harper, 25. Then you get into Brock Lesnar, uh, 26. Uh, Enzo Amore in 27, which was, that was like the weirdest one near the end. Like, it was, yeah, you know, right? the big like, buildup. And then you get little Enzo coming in. Um, Goldberg 28, Undertaker 29, and then Roman Reigns 30. So it seemed like it was a lot of younger guys with a sprinkle of some of the vets, and then finally the big names of Brock, Goldberg, Undertaker, and Roman Reigns right there at the end. And like you, like you said, there wasn't a like Mark, there wasn't a big surprise moment. Um, okay, let, so let me ask both of you something. If uh, you look at numbers one through twenty-five, okay. How many of those individuals are you actually excited about? Yeah, Hunter, I'll let you go on that one first. Oh, gosh, uh, that I'm actually excited about. Um, let's see. Um, uh, I'd say Braun Strowman. Yeah. You know, I, 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 that, that guy's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. He's fun to watch. Uh, he's a beast in the ring. Um, geez, I'm going through the list right now myself. Uh, I thought the, the debut of Ty Dillinger at 10, you know, kind of getting that NXT right. follow-up mm-hmm. um, was, was pretty good. But, like, let's be real. He wasn't a threat to win the Rumble. Like, he, he wasn't going to win the Royal Rumble. Um, but, you know, still, right. it was kind of cool for him to make his debut. So, I don't think he kind of qualifies for what you're looking for. Uh, so, so, what am I at right now? I'm at um, Braun Strowman <laughs> so far. And he's the oh, one goodness. who eliminated mm-hmm. the most out of all. Like, he eliminated right. seven. Right. And, you know. And I think that's good. I mean, you know, you usually get someone in who is, like, clearing house. Like Big Show or something. Um, right, right, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, again, going through the list, um, there are, it is, it's very underwhelming. And it's, but Mark, as you touched on earlier, the, the names of the unannounced entrance, um, you know, uh, gosh, I'm looking at Jack Gallagher, Kalisto, Mark Henry, Ellsworth, Ty Dillinger, Apollo Cruz, Enzo Amore, and Roman Reigns were the eight um, people who were kind of unannounced. Right. That, and it's just like, like no, no one on that list like makes me want to like run to the to the TV and, and continue watching. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know and, and especially when Reigns came out at thirty, 
Oh, my goodness. And, and Mark, again, you touched on this earlier. He had just got out of a no-DQ match with Owens. But, but, but don't worry. He, he's unfazed. unfazed. He's unfazed by right. going through And tables. took out The Undertaker. Right. And then they have that yeah. little stare down, which, which was kind of cool. But it's just, um, I'll tell you what, WWE and, and Vince McMahon, they're just shoving Roman Reigns down people's throats. Right. And trying so hard to get him over. You know, having him come out at 30, that is just... Don't be shocked I, I if, if Reigns is going up against Undertaker at this WrestleMania. I think that's what the setup was. Is right. Yeah, I right. think that's. I, I, I just then, like I said, you know, you have that that twenty five that you list, and like I said, maybe there are let's say three. I don't know. I mean, let's be generous and say five guys that people are really excited about. Like five out of twenty five, because usually what happens is they the the surprise. So. I don't want to say they ruined the surprises, but like, you know, we knew Goldberg was going to be it. We knew Undertaker was going to be in it. We knew Brock Lesnar was going to be in it. So they came out later and we expected that. And, you know, I'm I'm glad they were in it. But like, those are usually the type of people they use as surprises. Right. You know, I was expecting like like a Triple H to go in. I was expecting, you know, instead of Enzo at 27, it would have been great to see Shane McMahon in there. And just because Enzo Enzo only lasted 18 seconds. Why not put Shane in there and let him run around for a couple minutes and then get him out? That would have brought excitement into it. Right. Right. That would kind of even even feed the whole uh, like SmackDown versus Raw thing they kind of have going on as well. Like if the SmackDown guys kind of teamed up or something, I don't know. But I, I think yeah, you guys hit it perfectly. Um, Enzo that late. I mean, and like he lasted what? Uh, 18, 18 seconds. seconds. That, right. like, that's a waste of a spot, especially yeah. that late in the Royal Rumble. That's it's that's embarrassing right. um, to have someone come in that late and last that little time. Uh, same, same thing with with Ellsworth. He was in there for 14 seconds. 14 seconds. Yeah. So the, right. uh, he had the shortest reign at four, uh, 14 seconds. And then Jericho coming at number two lasted an hour in the ring. I mean. That was a freaking right. Iron Man match right there for him. Oh, hold, hold, well, on hold on here. Hold on here. Let's, <laughs> let's pump the brakes on your boy Jericho. Because how much time How much time did he spend out of the ring? It was a long time. To, yeah. It was a yeah, long like, time. Right. Trying to like catch it. And, and listen, he, I, I believe he's in, he's in his 40s. Yep. And, you know, he, he's uh, still he's out there. 50, you know, yeah, do, I think. Yeah, yeah, almost 50, do, doing it night in, night out. So, I mean, uh, but props to him for sure. Um, but you know, if we're being real about it, people who, uh, you know, whereas like Sammy Zayn lasted a legit, almost 45 minutes, 45 plus, yeah. um, you know, but, but Jer- Jericho out there, I feel like the 60 list. minutes, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a bit up there. Hey man, he spent all that time up in the, in the cage. He was fresh. He was good to go. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he was. yeah. After dropping those brass knocks. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, uh, were they the ones from William Regal that he always used to hide in his trousers? Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Smell like his balls and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, well, awesome. so, you know, so you look at this, and I get it. They're trying to give the younger guys a go. But, you know, the, the thing that's still, I think, bringing people back are the older guys, the right. newer guys. And it's nothing against the newer guys. Don't get me wrong. You know, I – I like I like a lot of the newer guys, and I do agree with how they're giving them fresh starts. But th- there are so many that are newer, I guess, and a lot of them haven't really found their footing yet. Like I was watching some um, YouTube clips the other day, obviously of the Attitude Era, but there were so many guys that were so good on the mic, 
Yeah, that's been a big and weakness with I the newer guys. F- I feel like that's what's lacking. Like mm-hmm. many of the guys that get on the mic, I could probably do without. It's just not, and you know, I'm sure it comes with time. But like, like I said, during the Attitude Era, I mean, you know, you had a lower card guy. I guess you want to put that, like Val Venus, who was like still good on the mic. Right. You exactly. know what I mean? You yeah, know, I agree. Oh, oh my god! I, I like Val could cut a promo like no one else. Um, but like, right. you know, like, like Val Venus, uh, D'Lo Brown was, that was decent on the mic oh. as well. Um, you know, even, uh, it's just like everyone kind of had their thing in that era, you know, for example, um, you know, when, when Farouk and Bradshaw kind of formed the acolytes and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Farouk's catchphrase was damn. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Damn. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, you know, you it's know. just like the, the roster for, for both Raw and SmackDown nowadays, it's um, it's definitely it, it's not fair to compare it to to the Attitude Era because that was like no, no, yeah. major wrestling. Right. Um, but it's definitely um, it, it's lacking. You know, right. there, there are well, very there are very few complete superstars both in the ring and on the mic. Well, and I think too, like I kind of touched on before, the idea of how the, I mean, this was one of the most hyped up Royal Rumbles in a while, saying like. They're on, like honestly, like don't know who the winner could be. Well, I mean, you know, like they brought back Undertaker was, for it. I mean, that like he right. He, Undertaker hasn't done a pay per view besides WrestleMania for a good solid five to six years, and now he decides to come out of you know, uh, it's like his like little semi retirement he does for until uh, WrestleMania and 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 you know at God he's in his fifties and stuff and participates in a Rumble, you know. Right. And see, and that's what I mean by there's so much hype and potential, mm-hmm. and, but it, the end result, the product doesn't match it. It doesn't follow up with no, it. No, I agree. It's just kind of like, okay. And I mean, yeah, that's fine that they brought, and I, you know, I told Hunter this, uh, I think it was uh, Monday or, t- no, Tuesday, <clears throat> you know, they bring in Samoa Joe the next Monday on Raw, which is fine, but then it's like, if that's the kind of stuff that they're going to do, then like, why would I even want to waste money on a pay-per-view if like the surprises are on exactly yeah i mean mean? if they if they had brought samoa joe in in the rumble near the end and stuff like that that would have been a big hype and you know even if he was like one of the last three you know to go from nxt champ to to having a a chance at you know main event at uh, wrestlemania you know i i like the i liked uh randy orton winning you know um oh i'm fine with it yeah I, like I'm not a big fan of Randy Orton, but I think it was a fresh somebody different because the Roman Reigns winning Rumble, you know, like what three years out of four, some other two years out of four years was was getting ridiculous, and you know, the they screwed over Daniel Bryan a couple times with that and stuff, and you know, it, this one's felt like okay, we're we're gonna give the Viper his his due because I mean. He's kind of been in the background for some time now with the the Wyatt family and stuff, and now allowed him to to kind of shine for a little bit longer. Yeah, I think you know I agree with you there, and I think that's why it, it, you know if it was someone, that's fine that it's him because that's the thing. It's the we had I think touched on it a couple of weeks ago, but when he was with the Wyatt family, I mean it was such like a kind of an odd out of place right. storyline. I don't know if they were trying to go with one of those like hopeful like rock and sock connections that was like an odd matchup that took off and i don't just don't think it really did that well so to have him win it you know i'm I'm fine with that but like i said once again to have you know hunter your boy roman reigns go in at 30 and then not only that but knock out the undertake it's just like what what is happening right now i just i don't know 
Yeah, yeah it, it, was a bit, it was a bit odd for sure. Um, I, I will say this, like having Orton eliminate Reigns kind of like um, elevated his win because, you know, mm-hmm. people were dreading a Roman Reigns win. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 oh, yeah. Or, so Orton's kind of like a hero in their eyes for, you know, for denying Reigns that, that Royal Rumble win. Um, so kind of kind of built him up a little bit more. Um, what, so, so I think, I don't know, that's kind of interesting as a whole there. Do you, um, I'm sorry. Do you guys like, think, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Hunter. No, go ahead, dude. No, it's all you. Uh, I was just thinking, um, think? so Orton obviously has secured his, his match uh, for WrestleMania in the, in the main event. Right. Um, so it looks like he could be facing actually Bray Wyatt if Wyatt wins Elimination Chamber, in, and, that, and that's in like two weeks. Yeah. Um, so oh, I, I think sure. they're kind of, st- it looks like the people on SmackDown, I don't know who's writing for SmackDown, but they're actually doing a pretty decent job. Yeah, I'm but sort of like SmackDown doing, a lot more than Raw. All, yeah. all the dudes, all the, the SmackDown is a lot like NXT. Yes. Um, and it's like, there's, there's, you know, there's maybe four or five matches in two hours, but 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 they're all good. Yep. Whereas Raw is, oh my, it is mind numbing. It is it is three hours. It's too long, first of all, and you know, um, but it is just three hours of of the same match. It's the same mm-hmm. people. It, right. It's Owens, it's uh, Jericho, and it's Reigns. Right. Like they're always they're always mm-hmm. in the main event, and it's always like some combination. And I don't. Oh man, I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, but just, anyway, back to my original thought here. It looks like Orton possibly versus Wyatt at WrestleMania, and that would be the like the the final crack that really splinters the Wyatt family. Um, after after Luke Harper kind of went his own way here uh, the other night as well, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see. Are they going to let Cena hold on to the the belt till WrestleMania? The rumor is is that Nikki Bella is is her surgery on her neck isn't is as good as they thought it was and her neck starting to wane a little bit as well and so the rumor is is that they're gonna her and cena are gonna get into a beef with miz and uh marissa Mm. um and that's gonna be a match at uh, wrestlemania which will end up being nikki bella's last match you just basically her and cena fighting together so it'll be interesting to see like you said if Cena does get out of Elimination Chamber if it's only a two-week championship run, and then Bray Wyatt has it till WrestleMania, you know. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, is, is that a slap in the face to Cena though to give him? No, that, Cena. That are you kidding me? Yeah, Cena. Yeah, it's, it's like the, it's the record time. You know, it's it's number sixteen, and he's only the champion for two weeks. Uh, you know, is that does that diminish his win at all? No. Well, I think it depends on if he gets it back again or not. Which, if that's in the if that is in the if that's in the cards, then then he goes yeah. up and he's the seventeen time. Cha- you know what I no. mean? That means Cena's always big gripe. Like with uh, the people have with Cena, he's always a yes man. Whatever the WWE asks, mm-hmm. he does. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know they're gonna be like, oh, we'll get it back to you, but you can only have the the belt for two weeks, you know, or something. Like that. And he's gonna be fine with it because he knows that he like that's his bread and butter is WWE. He's gonna be the face of WWE till he wants to walk away. So interesting. Yeah. Um, Did you guys notice at the end of this? I mean, this kind of ties in, but he, you, Hunter, you were talking about just how the writers of SmackDown are doing such a, a good job right now. <laughs> the end of SmackDown the other day it was pretty awesome. When like there were so many finishers that like like oh Dean Ambrose gosh, got yeah. the end of like all these different finishers. I was like, oh my god! Like it was just he was just getting leveled, um, which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, I right, mean, right. And there it at was, the end it was, to, it was to super, see kind of a conclusion like that. Yeah, it was, it was like very chaotic, and you know, but like everyone was hitting their big moves, and like the, like the crowd was into it. I, I just like like people, you know, they weren't just like sitting there, like very like kind of like a raw. 
like on, on SmackDown, right. we're just tuning more into it. It's it's, it's really interesting. But how see, the, that, two, the two are just so completely different. Oh, without well, and it's kind of like you said about how it was chaotic at the end. If you think about mo- like when we were growing up, a lot of the Raws and SmackDowns, like they were cha- like at the end. Do you remember like the matches would still be going on and they'd have to like cut it off the air? Yeah, you remember that. And it was just like it was so chaotic. People would be coming in. There'd be who knows what going on. And I, I mean, that's what people like. You know, they they like the kind of the unpredictability um, uh, of of it, which is I think why SmackDown, like you said, is is doing better better now. All right. So let's uh, since we're talking about SmackDown, let's talk about the first match of the Royal Rumble, where it was the. Uh, six-man tag match, or six-woman tag match, I'm sorry, between Naomi, Nikki Bella, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalia. Now, Mickey James just came back in from, you know, a, what, like a three- to four-year retirement um, and back into the scene and stuff. Uh, Naomi, Nikki Bella, and Becky Lynch end up winning the match, um, defeating Alexa Bliss. Now, my gripe with the women's division is that it was doing so well before the rebranding, and now with the rebranding, it's, it was splitting the the division being yeah. so thin as it is. It's kind of hurt to, in my eyes uh, the women's division. But the it, like, you know how you were just talking about how like the olden days where it would be like rumbles going on and all this stuff, um, and they would have to cut away the feud between Nikki Bella and Natalia has been hilarious because it's like it's going back old school where they're attacking each other in the you know in in the parking lot and stuff oh and, yeah and you know yeah. in the in the behind the rings and so forth and stuff it's horrible like not horrible but you know it's not like the old school days but it's hilarious because that's what it reminds me of so um this it's match horribly was of, awesome it is yeah horribly awesome but this match was actually one of my favorite matches and stuff because i think the women's division both sides you know the like the talent for women's wrestling has really gone up um and so i was pretty impressed with how because i mean really six man or six woman tag matches in the past haven't really gone that well and to be, you know, what did they, you know, consider organized was, was, uh, was pretty entertaining and stuff. And to me, the Nikki Bella Natalia thing is is kind of a, a knock to the old school days of how the the feuds would go on and stuff. What'd you guys think? Yeah, it did. I'll, I'll tell you what. There was um there was a scene I think it was on SmackDown recently where um like N- Natalia. Like called Nikki Bella, and they ended up in like a merchandise. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah. they started fighting over the merchandise. Yes. And like, like you know, it, it, and exactly, you know, it's it's not in a ring. It's it's somewhat like unscripted. It has that kind of feel to it, and it, it's just like it's fun to watch. It's it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I I'll tell you what, the women's uh, division uh, is uh, they're, they're amazing. Those ladies are absolutely amazing athletes, uh, and some of their characters are cool too. Like um, Alexa Bliss, she plays a, a fantastic heel. Right. Oh, oh yes. Like, like she she treats everyone like crap, and <laughs> and and does it perfectly. You know, she's getting better in the ring uh, as she kind of gets a little more comfortable. Things like that. Um, Naomi kind of has her own little her deal going with like the with the glow and like the the electronic dance music. Yeah, she's finally um, found her little like her niche and stuff like that. Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah, I, I, they rebranded her and I kind of brought her back with like this like pulsating music and, and the glow and the dancing. Little EDM. And, um, she, yeah, dude, she, she, and her moveset is good too. Yep, she, she's fantastic. Um, I, I'm a little surprised actually because I feel like Becky Lynch has kind of faded a little bit in regards mm. to, to SmackDown. And she, I, she was the the you know the lead female on SmackDown for a right. while, and and now you know there's there's Alexa Bliss, and now we're probably gonna have uh, Alexa and, and Naomi coming up 
for the women's title at Elimination Chamber. Um, but, yeah, there, there's a lot of different feuds going on, which I really like. I will say I feel like Raw has kind of dipped a little bit. Um, and it was we, we saw Charlotte and Sasha over and over and over. Right, right, right. And now, and now, you know, now we're getting Charlotte and Bailey, and we're getting. I, oh, I guess we're getting Sasha and, and Nia Jax, but that's pretty one sided. Oh, one hundred percent. But that's like that's it for Raw. So I feel like there's a little more depth on SmackDown right now. But yeah, as a whole, the women's division as a whole in WWE is outstanding right now. Yeah, like I agree. Do you think they would have done better if kind of? Um, with some of the smaller divisions. So like, let's say one of the brands had the women's division and one of the brands had like the cruiserweight division. Yes, or something like yes, that. that would have been Do so you much think better. that would have been easier to kind of help build both of those rather than, cause I agree with you, you know, I think NXT uh, and before the brand split, it was so awesome because there were, so, I mean, there are still so many talented women, but you know, you had like the four horse women and this and that, and you had a lot of uh, really cool storylines. But, you know, Hunter, like you said, I mean, on Raw, there's, you know, kind of the big three or four women. And it just it's tough to really revamp a lot of those storylines with so few people. Right. Yeah, that was a really interesting idea about, um, you know, if, if, you know, hypothetically, if all the women were on Raw and then all the cruiserweights uh, were on SmackDown, I, I think I think you'd get a bump for both those because the cruiserweights and I'm sure we'll get to those in a minute here. Um, the cruiserweights seem to be getting uh, very little pop uh, on Raw right now, which is kind of a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like the the 205 live type deal isn't really picking up on Raw. They're, they're starting to commit more time to SmackDown to 205. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that idea would have been so much better because then you could have put the women's division on raw and dedicated an hour because you know, like the big gripe of raw is at three hours is still, it's most people agree that it's, it's too long, but you could develop, like devote the the first hour, the second hour or rotate it so that the women have maybe the third hour every third week and stuff like that and highly, you know, may be the main event of raw and really focus and like get two or three matches in, in that hour you know, of just women's wrestling and stuff, and I think that would be great. Um, but to your point with SmackDown, it seems like everyone on the SmackDown division has stepped their game up, you know, and like you said, Becky Lynch was the, the superstar, and now you see Alexa Bliss taking over and stuff like that. We're on Raw. Charlotte's really got to carry it because um, some of the other uh, women, you know, are starting to make a stride, like Carmella, you know, is starting to do, you know, her thing and stuff, but it's nowhere near where the SmackDown division is. Um, so, um, second match that was on there was the uh, tag team, Raw Tag Team Championship between Cesaro and Sheamus versus Luke Cowles and Carl Anderson. This was the weirdest match for me because I still don't see Cesaro and Sheamus as a tag team duo and they were the tag team champs, but they ended up losing to Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson because um, it seemed like it was two on one versus another one. You know, it seemed like it was the Gallows and Carl mm-hmm. Anderson versus Cesaro and then versus Sheamus. Like they, there was no connection between Cesaro and Sheamus at all. Like, right, and also there were there were two referees for this match as right. well too, mm-hmm. because you know there had been outside interference in previous matches. You know, kind of like you said previously, Mark. There was um, you know Cesaro and Sheamus are kind of that that odd couple, so to speak. You know, um, yeah, you know we the two that don't really mesh very well. Um, it's just really interesting that they chose Cesaro and Sheamus to dethrone the New Day and kind of end their reign as the longest tag team mm-hmm. champs. Um, I, I will say this: Anderson and Gallows. They, I mean, they're, they're like a legit tag team. From oh, without a doubt. Mm. Like, yeah. Know, I, I'm not saying this in regards to like skill level or pop, but like, you know, when you think of tag teams, you think of two very similar people. You know, like LOD. 
um, th- you know, th- things like that. And they just kind of uh, they they look like a tag team. They have that look about them. Yeah, I was happy that they actually won the belt. I was I was a little concerned that they you know they would give uh, Cesaro and Sheamus you know a little bit more time with the belt since like you said they they beat New Day finally after that whole long reign and stuff like that. But they like that that combination never felt right to me. I know that like. It was supposed to be Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, you know, but Tyson Kidd still isn't recovering from his neck injury and doesn't look like he ever will. So they need to put Cesaro in because that's he's where his bread and butter is in tag teams. And so, you know, it, it, to me, it, it was the right fitting. It was just a weird match to me. Right. I, th- yeah. I think Cesaro and Sheamus, I think they have a, um, a rematch clause. Right. But, you know, I assume they'll, they'll, they'll lose that as well and then kind of go their separate ways and, and they'll be done with that. With that mixture. I'm sorry, Mark, go ahead. No, you're fine. I think the tag team title division has been the most disappointing for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, Because, I mean, the New Day had it for way too long. Um, You know, I know a lot of people like New Day, but I I don't know. They're they're not really for me. It got old. Like, I I liked them at the beginning for the first, like, three months when they had the the title. But I've never been a fan, even in, like... Say UFC when a guy owns the holds the title forever, you know. Well, that actually used to upset me about Triple H. I felt like yes. Triple H always had the belt forever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just the tag team division, it just seems. It, it also seems kind of depleted, you know. Like there's not really a team that's like wow, yeah, like they, they are like really stand out. Like I feel like it's kind of the same type of matchups, or else it's kind of like this hodgepodge group of two people kind of randomly getting together to challenge for the title. I just, I don't know. I feel like there could be, you know, do so much more with it. No, I agree. And I, I think they, they tried a couple things like, um, you know, remember with, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt and, and, um, Randy Orton and stuff when he, they, they try to mesh that together and it just doesn't seem like they have a good enough depth of, uh, characters to really say, okay, you two are just going to be legit tag team partners, and that's it. I think they're building to that with Gallows and Anderson, um, Enzo and Big Cass are you know are are developing as a legit just tag team you know duo and stuff. But yeah, there's not really a depth of talent that they can just say, okay, these guys are you know our tag team duo that are going to carry the division or carry the show for a while right and my, my right. problem with enzo and Cass is that they seem to fight uh singles matches all yes the time. they do you know, recently it, it, yes it was it was you know rusev versus big Cass or rusev versus enzo and I, like are they a tag team if they're a tag team they should be in a tag team match right like I, i'm almost certain they've never had a title shot because they're always fighting singles matches yeah i agree yeah. with you on that. like how can you expect to build up a tag team when you're constantly breaking them up and putting them against different people um, and then you had, a, you had a great point, Mike, about how uh, on SmackDown they had, you know, uh, Orton and Wyatt, you know, as the as the tag team champs for a little bit, um, you know, kind of while they, they build up American Alpha on, on that show. Right. Yep. But, you know, I, and, you know, I, it sounds like I'm, I'm in love with SmackDown, but maybe I, I, it's, <laughs> it's because their show is just so much more put together. You know, they, they have they actually have numerous tag teams. You know, they have uh, American Alpha and, and the Usos uh, and, and the hype bros when, you know, that one's not hurt right now. Um, so it just seems like. They're they're doing a better job of managing their tag teams. We're on we're we're talking about Raw right now, and we can come up with like two or three tag teams. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean it's it has like it hasn't been the best 
uh, especially in Raw. And, I, and it goes back to the draft. I mean, you know, I know the draft mm-hmm. was already predetermined before the show, but when they split that team up, you know, or in the cast up, I mean, it looked on paper like it was going to be okay, but, man, SmackDown has been outperforming talent-wise, you know, performance-wise, everything you can think of. They're leading But also when they when they did the brand split though they they took away some of their own assets though is the problem so like i mean you had the whole wyatt family which was like huge at that time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then and then you know like that could have been a really Mm -hmm. cool tag team and like just the the concept of the whole family and they split them up and it's you know that and I understand they want to give people an individual push and this and that, but like if they're known for, if they're popular for being a tag team, like keep them a tag team, you know, it just, it didn't really make much sense to me the way they split some of them up. I didn't think it was the most, um, I don't think it was the best for, for business. I think we're kind of seeing the result of that. No, I agree. Um, so moving into the, um, Next match on the, that was on the list was this was brutal to watch. Uh, Nia Jax uh, versus Sasha Banks. I mean, oh my gosh, this was like you know somebody needed to end this in a minute into it because there like you knew that there was like just physicality wise Nia was going to destroy Sasha, and they really played it up to that. I mean, like legit, I was in thinking Sasha was going to be injured and out of the you know, of wrestling for at least a good six months after that match. Dude, I, I, maybe I'm alone on this. This this feud sucks. It, it's all. Yeah, I don't It's like one-sided. It. It's, it, exactly. It's so one-sided. And, and, you know, like, I don't know. There, there's a huge size uh, disparity, um, you, you know, and you know, Nia's very powerful and Sasha's extremely frail. I don't know. I, I don't. I, well, they I don't have to do something because they the point of this. they wore out the whole Sasha versus Charlotte, you know, with what like four pay per views in a row, you know, and they went Iron I Man think... style and stuff. So yeah, so now they got to figure out what to do with Sasha and Charlotte in that Bailey matchup. It, like that, that's nothing. I mean, right, and and, and, and mean... this kind of speaks to their to their lack of depth mm-hmm. on this division. That they have they have four women who, who can wrestle. Yeah, like, I don't, you're going to run out of you know stuff eventually. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think having you know, Nia Jax versus um, like Charlotte could be cool because I mean Charlotte's not big, but a like she's bigger than Sasha. Oh yeah, bigger, yeah. yeah. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's just I. I mean, it's yeah. I don't. It's not believable. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like yeah, this should be happening and oh, look how dominant she is. Well, yeah, she should be, you know. Exactly. Hunter, it's like if you were trying to fight Trell, you know, it just doesn't <laughs> happen. Um and yeah, I don't I don't know. It's like you said though, it goes back to the lack of of depth um of the division right. just because of the way that they split it up. And you know, it's it's one of these things. It's like you look at previous, and I hate to compare it to men's, but you look at like when Kane versus Ray Mysterio would go on. You know, size advantage and strength advantage. It was in Kane's favor, but Ray had the you know the agility and the speed to last in the match to not get destroyed. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have used that kind of concept. Right. Make yeah. Nia seem Find like she a was way. a lot slower and let Sasha, you know just run around her for a little bit. And even though she would have lost, at least make it look, you know, because this just was 
this was disgusting like to watch i mean it was like naya was literally beating the crap out of sasha and you know and then they do it again all over on raw the next night and it's like okay yeah. we saw this why do we need to see it again you know exactly it was a, it was a waste of time uh on the pre-show and it was a waste of time on raw this whole few i mean it's it's doing nothing for either of these two women right now. No, it will, and also Charlotte and Bailey. Like that, that had no. That match had you knew one hundred percent at a Royal Rumble. You had a flair yeah. going up against a, up a comer, and they're not WWE does not do you know do the flair family you know that way. And so you knew Charlotte was not going to lose that match to Bailey. There was no chance. That's like Triple H losing a title match at WrestleMania. It's never going to happen. Yeah. I did kind of like uh, the next day on Raw when they had the mixed tag match. That was that was interesting. Um, like something like that, and like so. Here's the thing: if you want to use Sasha Knight, like do something like that, like put Sasha with like two bruisers and put Nia with like I don't know some two guys who like aren't. You know what I mean? Yep. Like then then you have something because it, it it's somewhat balanced. But yeah, when she kept like getting thrown against the ring post, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what is jeez?" Yeah. Now here's one thing I w- I was kind of hoping for in the in the rumble, and I know that there will be it's going to be divisive because I know people will say, "Oh, it's men beating on women." But how cool would it have been to see like Charlotte or Nia or Sasha or you know or you know Nikki Bella or get in the rumble and actually compete in it. That would have been amazing. I feel like it harkens back to um, China from you know from yes, the exactly. Yeah, back in the Attitude Era, and you know, um, I don't remember if she ever actually entered the Rumble, but I, there was um, I think I think I it was in '99. She was in it when she was the right. what was the Intercontinental Champ. They they let her compete in it, and she didn't yeah, last long, but she she was in it. Right, and I think um, there was one episode of Raw where Mr. McMahon had to run the DX gauntlet or something. He had to fight every member of DX, mm-hmm. and he thought he had won. And and uh, China came down and pinned him at the at the end of Raw. And right. like you know, people lost their minds about it. But you know, that was just a, a great way of using uh, a woman and kind of showing their strength. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like if you would put Nia Jax in in the Rumble, even in the middle, that would have been amazing. Exactly. You know, I mean, I know you know there would be some people who are like, oh, men beating up on women, we don't need that right now and stuff like that. I get that, but at the same time, you're in a in a profession where you beat other people up. So, you know, and we're doing mixed tag matches as well and stuff. You know, so yeah, I mean, that would have been like maybe- to to really solidify the women's division of how far it's come is put you know charlotte and put um you know alexa bliss the two champs in the royal rumble and see what they can do you know i mean i even think that would kind of raise the idea of you know the empowerment of women if they're tossing some of the guys that you know what i mean but then also if you think i think it was 2012 that what was her name Uh, karma with karma karma Karma. Karma. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, she's kind of reminds me of Nia Jax a little bit, right? Um, so you know, having having someone like that, I mean, yeah, I think something like that, um, you know, could could definitely work and bring some, um, you know, some more kind of um, uh, surprise element to uh, to the show. Right. Exactly. Um, and so that I mean. With the two middle matches between Nia Jax and Sasha Banks and Charlotte versus Bailey, I think you could have gotten rid of those matches, put something else in, and then use the women in the Rumble. And I think 
Either way, like have Charlotte knock out Enzo in the middle, you know, and stuff like that. And then her, you know, accidentally get thrown over by one of the other guys or something like that. You know, you don't have to make it seem too brutal and beating up on women and stuff like that. But have the women knock them out for, you know, knock a couple of the guys out. It would have been a great story to to rag on some of, you know, on Raw and on SmackDown, rag on the guys that got knocked out by the women and so forth. Um and I think you could even have her like accidentally knocked out or something, oh, you know, yeah, like exactly. bouncing you know. off the ropes. And, you know, I mean, there's tons of things you could do with it. Lord, but how cool would it have been to see Charlotte Flair get jackhammered by Goldberg? I mean, <laughs> just like how that would have been whole, like in my eyes. I look, it's wrestling. It's, you know, we're in the, you know, sports entertainment and stuff like that to see Charlotte uh, Flair get, you know, you know, get jackhammered by Goldberg would have been. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know, like crazy, but you know, and for her to be able to do that and like take it and stuff like that, that would have been mad respect. And I hope next year is that that new stepping stone of you know the women's division getting into the rumble. And you know, I'm not saying they have to win it or that, but still give them their due respect. Yeah, you know, and I think that just kind of goes back to this that there were just a lot of different. Well, I mean, whether you're incorporating the women or not, but just a lot of missed opportunities, right? You know. Um, I, I still was hoping that um, Kane was going to be a surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble, you know, with the Undertaker there and everything. I guess there was a, ma- um, I guess there was like a protest uh, of some sort for not having many of the the old guys come back. Maybe they were protesting their version of protesting against Trump or some of that. You know, like, we are protesting against President Trump by not going into the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> Mark, I saw. I think this was the first Royal Rumble Kane has missed in like oh, in over twenty years. Wow! Really? He's been in every one, you know. So you know, like you said, it was a, a bit of a yeah. I mean, if you, if you replace Enzo with with Kane, you know, now now, now we got something here. You got yeah. the brothers I mean, destruction and the ring. Yeah, th- th- yeah. Think about that. Like Undertaker's there, they're all fighting, and all of a sudden the lights go off and flames are flying out of the turnbuckles. Hello, how awesome is that? That would have been amazing, and then and then you have a you have a final five, you know even even That's with legit. Reigns, yep. right with Lesnar, Goldberg, the Undertaker, Kane, and then you know uh, Orton was in the ring at that time, Bray Wyatt was in the ring at that time, so you you had some some big names in there. Um, the end of the Royal Rumble could have been huge with you know like uh, with a few tweaks, and, and again like you guys said, missed opportunities kind of throughout the show. Mm. Yeah. All right. So the the next match had probably the greatest like. Uh, title ever in WWE history. It was Universal Champion Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns in a no disqualification match with Chris Jericho suspended above the ring in a shark cage. I mean, I, I try to look back at like any other type of match that had a description like that. I couldn't, you know. Um, and ended up, you know, Kevin Owens, you know, still keeping his belt only because the no disqualification, you know. Um, part of the match allowed Braun Strowman to come in and basically destroy Roman Reigns and allow Kevin Owens to, you know, keep his title. But we found out on Raw uh, on Raw that the reason why Braun Strowman came in to help was that what was it, like a month ago Kevin Owens said, "Hey, once I beat Roman Reigns, you're next up," and that's you know ultimately why he did it and. and to me, this yeah, I, had potential, but then I kind of <laughs> died off at the end. Yeah, because I thought 
you know, I was like, oh, heck yeah, Strowman's coming in here and going to clean some out. Like, that's awesome, you know, because right. usually they try and have Reigns be the one that dominates people. And to just kind of have, like, like, at first I thought it was going to turn into this feud between Reigns and, um, you know, Strowman. And I was like, well, that could be, you know, fairly decent. But then it turned into, like, the title. And, yeah, I thought it, you know, I, I thought it was kind of, I mean, they may not be done with it, but it seemed like a little bit of a, of a missed opportunity as well. And don't forget, Strowman was the one throwing Roman Reigns around, but he was still good enough to enter the uh, Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my, my my question for you guys is, do you think Roman Reigns would be accepted more if he played more of a heel role? I think he's tried to play the heel role. It's just he doesn't he doesn't do it well. He doesn't. He doesn't come off as a heel. He doesn't even really come off as a good guy. He comes off as yeah, like a mid-level, you know, type guy, like a Val Venus. European champion. Yes, yes. Give him the European <laughs> championship, like Val Venus, like we talked about earlier. The guy was great at you know at what he did, and that was it. He was never in the premier matches. He was never in the the main events of like of a of a Royal Rumble or a. WrestleMania and stuff like that. I, I, I actually like Reigns, but if I'm in charge of WWE, I gotta tell Reigns, like, look, y- your personality doesn't fit with the, the big egos. I mean, you just, you're you're too nice of a guy, but you're not liked well enough by the fans to be a good guy. Like, so he's like a poor man Cena in my eyes. Like, you know, Cena, you either love him or you hate him. Like, you listen to the chants, uh, you know, in the ring. And, you know, there's half the crowd is for Cena and half the crowd is saying Cena sucks. But Roman Reigns is like, you can't tell what the crowd's saying. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know, is, is, are they booing? I, are they cheering? You know? I think they're trying to make him like The Rock person. Like, yes. not that persona, no, not the persona yeah. but like, I think that's what they're trying to do with it. You know what I mean? And it's just not. A Jason not Momoa meets The Rock. There. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's he's got the Jason Momoa look, but he's trying to be like The Rock. Right. Well, here, here's my issue. What does Roman Reigns do well? A Superman punch. And and, and <laughs> well, listen, if we're being real about it, his move list or his move set is awful. He has a Superman punch, a Samoan spear. drop, and a, a spear. spear. And that's about it. That Goldberg uh, at fifty some odd years does go- better. Right. Well, right. and but see, and I think that's that's the thing. And you know, to your credit, Hunter, for what you're saying is, there are like, yeah, his finishing move is a spear, which you, like you said, you have Goldberg, who his spears are awesome. And yeah, I, I don't think is for me. I'm like, oh, great, a Superman punch. Like, I don't know. It's just he doesn't seem to have much in his repertoire. I guess. Right. Like there's that one image from that whoever cameraman whatever cameraman took it from the Rumble where when Goldberg speared Brock Lesnar and it's from the back end so you see Lesnar's face and it's like legit he's like just got tackled it's not oh I ca- I'm <laughs> catching him while he's coming at me it's like no the guy just leveled me and stuff and to level Brock Lesnar has got to be something so he don't see that with Reigns as much as. You know, he tries and stuff like that. The, really, it's his Superman punch, and that's it. Like, what was it, Raw? He did it, like, three times on Braun Strowman? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's I don't know. You know, his, it's unrealistic. He kicks out of everything. Yes. He's terrible on the mic. Yes. Like, how was this guy consistently in the main event? Again, it speaks to the, the lack of depth on this roster. You know, if, if Finn Balor galore. hadn't got hurt. 
you yep. know, that, that, then, you know, maybe he's in it. Seth um, Rollins. But, you know, right. And, and we'll look at the Rollins in a minute here like, and why he made zero appearances at the Royal Rumble, except on NXT for five minutes. But, you know, that, that's all. That's an issue for another minute here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just as a whole, like Roman Reigns, he, like he, he's not the complete package and they insist on pushing him, you know, uh, like continually up the ladder. And he just uh, he doesn't have the, 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 the mic skills or the in-ring ability to back it up. Right. Well, I think I think his finishing moves aren't really like they don't seem like they're they're strong enough. I mean, he does his he does like both finishing moves, you know, either numerous times or at least both of them, like in, in almost every match he's in. And usually like the finishing move is exactly that. Like you do it once, unless it's a pay-per-view, you know, you do it once and it's and it's done. I or mean, you do the rock you know, bottom six Cold, times in a row. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Stone Cold didn't have to stun people like twice or three times in order to get them down unless it was a paper. You know, exactly. it's just like yep. that was it. So, so I don't know. So I, I, I'm assuming the consensus is everybody was happy Kevin Owens kept the belt because no one wanted to see. Yeah, Reigns. I was fine with it. Has anybody right. else noticed how much weight Kevin Owens has gained since he's gotten yeah, the belt? Yeah. The dude, dude he's, is getting he's a, little, he's a little bowling ball. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I guess he was like, shit, I'm the champ. I don't have to work out anymore. No, I'm going he, to McDonald's. he doesn't care. Oh, he I mean, care. more power to him. Yeah. I do like the the banter between he and Jericho, oh, though. Yeah, I do have it to is say good. that. It has gotten better, too. Like, Jer- Jericho on the mic, man. He, he's, he's Oh, awesome. he's, he's money. He's <laughs> so, and, and, like, just, like, the stupid little phrases, but, like, they're, they're good. You know, like, you know what? You just made the list, and you're like, people yeah. lose their minds about it. Um, but yeah, I, I'll tell you what, those two, they are comedic gold. Back they have gotten so much better. Over, like when they first got together, I was kind of like, uh, but they've yeah, really found, weird. yeah, like a, a niche together and stuff. Um, so the, I thought it was a, like a misuse of Jericho and the shark cage. Cause really the only thing that Jericho contributed to that match was dropping the brass knuckles down into, and that was it, um, into the ring. I thought they should have had reigns hanging from the shark cage or something or jericho break out and so forth um and jump on top of it but didn't seem like any of that was in the mix no you know you know it's 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 i don't you know things are just so much um so much more safe and and cautious nowadays you know they don't i I feel like they they rarely push things to the extreme uh and you know it's a it's i you know it's a family-friendly show apparently and they're trying to to be pg and everything um, but yeah, you know, like you said, they could have added so many more uh, dramatic elements to that to really, you know, p- push that edge over the top. Because you know, there was there were some other great matches on this card that we'll get to here, um, and and this one kind of left me wanting a little more. Yeah. So speaking of that, so we got the last two matches here. So these two, I think, were like kind of stole the show. So you had Neville versus Rich Swan um, for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship for 205, and. Neville comes out the victor and winning for the first time the cruiserweight championship for himself. And this match, I mean, I could see these two going at it for a while now. Um, it was interesting to see how Neville kind of came off as kind of the arrogant, you know, bad guy on um, on this week on shows and stuff. And but I mean, the the caliber of talent that 205 starting to bring up is is getting there. But but between Neville and Rich Swan, because Neville's been in on the roster now for a while. He had that big match with um, Stephen Amell. Uh, what is it? WrestleMania Rumble. they did, or was it Royal Rumble? Uh, I think it, I it was. I think. Or it might have been something. It might have been Ooh, another pay per view. I can't remember right. But he in he got to really show off his skills uh, in that match, and so 
I'm glad he won it. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the cruiserweight is starting to make its comeback. Um, if they can get like Callisto and stuff to be more like Rey Mysterio style and everything, yep. I think it'll definitely take off. Because Neville reminds me kind of like a Kidman um, type, you know, wrestler. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah, I love I'll, Neville. I'll, I'll, I think Neville's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and actually, Mark, you you kind of um, told me about Neville, and you're like, dude, there's this guy Neville. He, he does all these flips and everything. He's yeah. amazing. And you know, I finally saw him, you know, uh, on on the show, and he is. I'll tell you, his entering ability is fantastic. He's the complete opposite of Roman Reigns. Oh, without like, his a doubt, entering ability, and he, right. even his mic skills as a as a heel. You know, he's telling everyone how much they suck and how how he hates them and how the um, he's the king of the cruiserweights. Um, like, and you know, he, he's a little hard to understand because of his uh, his um, British accent. But you know, as a whole, like he's uh, his matches are fun to watch. And, and same thing for Rich, uh, Rich Swan. Like I thought he was a little out there at first, but like you know, like that, that dude, like his character, like he owns it and he yeah. owns it in the ring as well. So yeah, you know, like you said, the the crew, the, the talent is there for the cruiserweights to be really successful. Yeah, I see. Yeah, like, um, you go for it. Go ahead, go ahead Mark. Mark. No, you go. Um, you know, I think uh, they were at uh, SummerSlam. That's what it was. SummerSlam, yes, season, that's uh, right. Yep. Uh, 2015. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, again, um, that this has great potential. Um, it They just have to be able to to feed into the division a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, and not just make it kind of a, a one-off. Um, I, I think, you know, they have a bunch of people who could be in uh, the Cruiserweight division and they could really kind of ramp it up, but... They they need to just like I say give it that um, give it that screen time, um, but yeah I really enjoy Neville I think he can be kind of one of the main faces there and I agree with what you said about Callisto like make him kind of Rey Mysterio Junior like, mm-hmm. um, but I, yeah I don't I don't know I think it's having a little bit of a slow go mainly because of. Um, like you said, some of the depth right now. And but lack of hoping... knowledge of these characters. I mean, like the 205 right. crew, like mm-hmm. we don't know a whole lot about them. Right. But I think by giving Neville the belt may help with yes, that because Neville had already established himself. Yeah. And I think that Neville and Rich Swan can go at it for, a, you know, a couple months, um, you know, here, you know, two or three months going back and forth with this while the, the, the division starts to, to gain depth and stuff. Because those two, I mean, they put on a match. I was pretty impressed. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, getting to the, the last match before the Rumble, and I think it, it was pretty much, you know, from majority of reporters and stuff, was the match of the night, which is shocking because it included John Cena, and usually John Cena's matches aren't <laughs> aren't that great, you know, um, stuff. But John Cena defeated AJ Styles for the WWE Championship as he tied Ric Flair for 16 world title reigns. Um, the only difference is, is that Flair did it in multiple um, wrestling organizations while Cena has done it only in one with the WWE. So they give him the record as being the WWE with the most titles. Um, Flair still holds the record um, with Cena for most world title reigns. Stuff, But to me, this was like Cena's, Cena's very tough to put up against uh, with somebody else because... Cena is not the most technical wrestler, but he gives a good, you know, um, entertaining value to his matches. So you have to have somebody really carry it. And I thought AJ Styles did an unbelievable job with that. Dude, dude, I, I think yeah. you just nailed it. Um, you know, like you said, Cena is more of like a like, like a powerhouse. You know, obviously mm-hmm. very powerful, mm-hmm. muscular, uh, and Styles is more of a a technician. 
Um, and they, they just complement each other really well and pretty much blew the, uh, like blew the roof off the place. Right. I couldn't it, believe it. it. It was amazing. It really was. Like, like Styles, he's been in the WWE for one year because he debuted at the Royal yeah. Rumble uh, 2016. Right. And, you know, like his, his ascent or his rise – um, you know, he's, he's been there for a year and he's been killing it, you know, for, for, you know, 12 months. Yeah. That was a big and, pickup by WWE. Right. Thing it, that, it, you know, it was huge. Uh-huh. Sorry, my God. Oh, no, you're fine. The thing that AJ does so well, personal style of wrestling, but he makes other people in the ring look good too. Yes. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Like whoever is wrestling against them, like it's, it's not just how he sells it, but like it, it's what it's what he does for the other person as well is what I think made that such a good match. Like, like you've talked about before, it's nothing against Cena, but for, because he's so big, so, what he lacks and some technical aspects of wrestling. Like I felt like, uh, AJ styles almost gave him, you know what I mean? To like make the transition or make the um, fight between the two seem much more seamless right no I, I agree and like it's been a big complaint about wrestling with Cena is that he's great for entertainment and like he he brings energy to the match but technically he's he's mm-hmm. really rougher on the edges he's gotten better over time but that was like a big gripe that the rock had with Cena and why he didn't want to wrestle him for such a long time was that Rock was afraid that he was going to get injured and, you know, with him having his movie career and stuff like that. And so that started a feud between Cena and The Rock where Cena thought that he was being a coward and stuff. And it was like a real-life feud where they didn't even talk to each other for a while. Um, And so to see, even though AJ Styles come on the losing end, to to be that impacted and Cena, you know, for taking time off, recovering from injury and so forth, come back into the ring and and put on a show like that was pretty impressive. When you got to go up against... The, the Royal Rumble, which is very difficult to do, to, to say that you had a better match in the Rumble is, you know, pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't think it was close. I, I feel like mm-hmm. the, the Cena-Styles match was, was, you know, leaps and bounds uh, ahead of the Rumble match itself in regards to entertainment, and mainly because th- these two dudes, like, they held nothing back. You know, there was, right. you know, the, the, like, the, like the moves displayed by both of them were, were unbelievable, you know, whether it was, like, power moves or submission, um, you know, I, I, I like watching AJ Styles. I think he's fantastic, you know, with the phenomenal forearm and, and things like that. I think like he does, has a really cool moveset. Um, so just like just as a whole, this was a great lead in and actually really um, had me pretty excited for the Rumble match itself, only to be uh, let down. Yeah, that was, you know, that to, to have that match and then go right into the Rumble and just the letdown at the very end, you know, it's, it's pretty. So, um we kind of talked about this. So with SmackDown, you have basically Cena, AJ, now Randy Orton in the mix, but not really until WrestleMania. Um, you know, who do you guys think? You know, does Cena really hold on to the title till WrestleMania, or do you think somebody else jumps in and gets it? I, I mean, so you're gonna are we gonna have Cena versus Orton again at WrestleMania? I feel like I feel like that's already been done. Like, yeah, it's, it been, has, it's yeah. been done to death, kind of. You know, what I mean, and that's that's the only reason. I could see Cena losing the title is because to, uh, they need to set up something different for WrestleMania. Right. I, you know, what, is it, is it Bray versus Randy? Is it uh, Styles versus Randy? You know, I don't, you know, I, I think there's some people in this elimination chamber, um, you know, who really don't have a shot, you know, like, like the Miz, I, I don't think he's going to win it, you know, obviously. No, yeah. So, you know, you know, I just, I just don't see Cena holding onto the belt strictly to set up a, um, a, a great match at WrestleMania that we haven't already seen. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering, I mean, 
do you think they'd do something where I, you know cuz I mean obviously you never know with the WWE but I wouldn't mind like a triple threat match at WrestleMania and if you had like you know Orton Cena and AJ Styles or something like that that mm-hmm. would make it a little bit different um but yeah I, I feel like it would have to be something different than just a Cena Orton you know um showdown I guess yeah, I mean, I was I was thinking about this and you know, it's it's a shame that the big signees of like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, you know, and Taker only come on Raw cuz there's yeah. I mean, there's such a potential there. I mean, maybe they do a crossover for WrestleMania and they have the Viper go up mm-hmm. against Brock Lesnar or, you know, something like that. Um but it looks like Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar is is, you know, going to be the WrestleMania match um, you know, set in stone, but it, it it's just amazing, like, to, you have the Viper, which, I mean, he's been around for the ages. I think he's won the title, what, ten times or something like that. He's double digits now and stuff. Um, it, it would just be a waste of WrestleMania to to let it just go away with just a simple, you know, Randy Orton versus John Cena matchup. So I think they've got to think of something big to to make it marquee for WrestleMania. No, I, I, and I agree. And especially since the news came out that uh, Rollins has a pretty significant knee injury. Oh, so yeah. The, mm-hmm. So the Samoa Joe-Rollins match for, for that was scheduled for WrestleMania um, is, or I'm sorry, uh, for Fastlane, that's probably off the table. Right. The Triple, the triple H Rollins uh, match for, for WrestleMania is potentially off the table as well. So, I mean, they're, they're losing some pretty big matches that they had kind of, you know, like, like Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe signed me up. I'll, I'll watch that in a second. Without a doubt. Um, but yeah. Right. But I, like kind of to your point, you know, you need to have one hell of a match planned for WrestleMania because some of the other matches that you had planned have kind of fallen apart now. Right. So you, you need to pick up the slack and, and, and you know, a uh, Randy Orton, John Cena, just, um, they, they they don't get it done. Just the two of them, one on one. I think you had a great suggestion, Mark. With, you know, make it a triple threat with AJ. You know, that, that could be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, that would or be I mean, you never know too. So I feel like I, I really do feel like at some point, sometime soon, Kurt Angle is going to return to the WWE. I just I thought that would be interesting. Yep. Happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't and if if you're going to bring in someone else, the next person that they bring in, whether it's established or new or from NXT, whatever. It needs to go to SmackDown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they can't keep taking everybody and putting them on Raw. I know they have well, to. Well, I think have it's because, like, SmackDown's roster, talent's but, better. Yeah, I think. I right. Think. But for storyline purposes, I, I just I feel like it needs something or someone else. Right. You know, I, I mean, agree. how cool would that be if you have, like, a, either a triple threat or a fatal four way and it's Cena, Orton, Angle and AJ, or and you know what I mean. I mean, how um, how cool would that be? Right, I, it'd be awesome. But you know, kind of to your point, um, you know, in regards to the talent on both rosters, you know, when when Raw has their full complement of talent, you know, healthy, you know, it's it's decent. You know, it's it's Rollins, it's Balor. Um, you know, you have you know mm-hmm. you have Owens and Jericho and Reigns. Um, Samoa yeah, Joe I, you know, now. Yeah, so, so, so Samoa Joe, exactly. You know, probably the next person um, coming up from NXT is, is it going to be Nakamura? You know, who, who knows? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, who, who do you see him beefing with? I don't know, because I know him and Joe went back and forth in NXT for a bit. But yeah, you know, like, I, I feel like both 
the men's divisions are, are relatively equal right now in regards to their talent uh, on both shows. Dude, I just I hope they just don't waste it. I mean, with a, a Cena, which I don't think they will. I, I mean, WrestleMania they've they've they always bring their A game on that. And I think yeah, if you bring in Kurt Angle, that would be a good matchup. Hell, it would be cool to see Cena. Or, I mean, not Cena, but uh, Orton versus Triple H somehow make that crossover. You know, mm-hmm. stipulation. You know, Raw versus SmackDown um, type deal. Because if Seth Rollins is tr- you know injured and they can't do a Seth Rollins versus Triple H match. Well, hell, let's go back to the olden days of the the second reincarnation of the Four Horsemen and have it Orton versus Triple H versus Raw versus SmackDown at WrestleMania, you know. Let me go. Or give me old school Kurt Angle versus Triple H. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be interesting. So, well, I mean, they got to figure it out because it looks like Seth Rollins is going to be out for quite some time again. So. Everything that they had planned up for WrestleMania with Seth Rollins is, and you know Samoa Joe is now kind of out the door. Um, right. The, the only the only silver lining is that uh, Finn Balor should be back before WrestleMania. So yes. you know, hopefully, they, they, you know, I, you know, I, who which wait, you, is, you, is, is he going to be on Raw or did? Is yeah, he he's on Raw. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's on Raw. You know, he, again, he, he was on there for maybe a month. You know, before uh, he got uh, power bombed into the barricade by Rollins and oh, yeah. towards towards Labrum. Yep. Jeez. He's been out for you know about six months or so, um, but you know the, the the dude he was feuding with, uh, and Rollins is now hurt. So you got you got Balor coming back. You got Rollins going out. Is he gonna feud with Joe? Like I don't know what's gonna happen. Speaking of getting destroyed, did you guys see when uh, Braun Strowman freaking took Jericho through the announcers booth at Raw? Oh God! Oh my yeah, Lord! God. Yeah, with a, with a, like a choke slam. Yes, that was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> but before the match even started, yeah, he looks over and Jericho's <laughs> just watching the TV. Look at the size of that guy! All of a sudden, wait a minute, he's coming over here. Bam! And that kick to him was <laughs> legit. That was a legit kick to his chest. Oh my gosh, that was he, hilarious. Uh, the Strowman. Uh, I, I will say this: if, if they do go Strowman Reigns uh, at Fastlane, that could that could be a slugfest. Um, you know, you know, Superman kind of fun punch, to watch. Superman punch, yeah. Superman punch. Yeah, you know, exactly. So many and a power slam, Superman yeah. punch. But who knows? So, all right. Overall, what would you give the guy? Or like, what would you give the a grade to ro- this Royal Rumble? <laughs> Mark, what would you go first? Oh gosh, well, I'm pretty jaded. You know that. Yeah, um, I mean, Debbie Downer. Uh, no, I know. No, I'm I'm trying to think overall, really. Um, C minus. C minus. Okay. Yeah. All right, Hunter. What would you grade wise Royal Rumble? Oh gosh, uh, the the whole card. I probably get the yeah the whole card. I probably give a B. B. Uh, oh, yeah, B. A pretty solid B. I, you know, I was entertained for the most part. Um, you know, ranging from the matches on on the pre-show, that six-woman tag match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with uh, Gals and Anderson, uh, Neville, that Cena Styles match, and then you know so, some of the bigger names. Um, so yeah, probably a B, you know, right at an eighty percent. Yeah, I think uh, like I'm in the B, B plus range because I mean honestly, the the only match that like, and I know it was the premier match and it was the the, the main purpose of the pay per view. That was the only one that I was extremely like kind of disappointed in overall. I wasn't disappointed with the winner with Randy Orton, but just in the the lineup and everything. So, um, but everything else was, for the most part. Great, I, especially the Cena AJ Styles match, which I would never have thought I would have said, you know, after that pay per view. So, 
All right, that basically covers it up for um, the WWE Royal Rumble recap. You know, we're looking forward to you know a good WWE season this year. With even though Royal Rumble kind of disappointed, it, it still had its its good moments. So it's looking up for the WWE this year, and um, I think we can all agree that SmackDown right now has the edge. Would you guys agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, let's let's see how Raw kind of responds um, in the next you know couple months leading up to WrestleMania. So, um, Hunter, I want to thank you one more time for taking time out of your busy day to give us your expertise opinion on the WWE. Oh no, th- thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. And hopefully we can do this, uh, you know, kind of a, a monthly basis, you know, after some pay-per-views or just even just to just get caught up on what's going on in the WWE because, I mean, it's always entertaining to talk about this stuff. Yeah, dude, I'd, I'd love to hop on anytime you'll have me. Awesome, great. Mark, any last words you got? No, I mean, obviously, thanks to Hunters and um, thanks for everybody out there listening. And uh, it's been um, a great discussion and I uh, look forward to uh, – talking again next week awesome well everyone make sure that you guys listen to our other podcasts um, we have los fanboys podcast with joseph and mario giving all their inside scoops on the movie and film business and television uh comic uno's weekly um roundup where she's basically uh giving her thoughts on everything that she's watching in the film television and comic books and it's you know the other stuff that you may not be paying attention to that you should be um and then also the weekend warrior with Edward Douglas, his articles come out on Wednesdays, his interviews come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're great, they're unbelievable, the guy gets interviews with all sorts of types of actors and actresses and directors, um, his his predictions for the box offices are pretty spot on, it's a pretty amazing, so check out his uh, weekly reports, and then if you're into the comic you know, scene and you're not really sure what to be picking up, check out our other podcast is Nine Panel Grid with Manny and Jason. Basically, it's a intro to comics type podcast. So for those who are kind of, you know, getting back into it, you know, or new to the game and not really know really what to pick up, listen to them because they've got some great insight there as well. And then if you always want to check out the WWE, make sure you sign up for the WWE Network. Right now they're running a great deal where basically you get your first month for free and then after that it's for a low monthly payment. Um, If you don't know where to go, just head over to lrmonline.com and you'll see the WWE banners. Click on that and it'll take you straight to where you need to sign up to get your free month. Um, The next pay-per-view is in less than two weeks, February 12th, Elimination Chamber, where we got John Cena heading it up and he's got to defend his title on a short, you know, short run here so really quickly do you see yes or no do you see cena holding on to his title after elimination chamber hunter no nope uh mark no i don't know uh, neither do I. I think it's a very short 16 time run for john cena so well that's it from us guys um thank you again for listening out and you know thank again thanks again to to John Hunter for taking time out of his day and talking a little WWE for us.